When Shamrock Rovers got one back, tears came to my eyes. When we went two went up and I heard those thousands of Sligo people. I was proud and we went out and won. Best town in the world. Best town in the world. Best town in the world. More drama here. Chilani. North. Elding. 3-2. They'll be looking for Stenson's head away at the far post. And over it comes Elliot. Stenson! 1-1. One, one. It's brilliant. 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 Here comes Quigley. very welcome along to episode 50 of the Better Ed Supporters Trust podcast. Um, we uh, are joined by, it's the usual four people uh, who are back uh, for episode 50. We didn't manage to do 50 uh, at the end of last season, uh, but we're here again at the start of the new 2022 season. So we have Jerry O'Connor with us. Jerry, how are you? Hey, Connor. Happy St. Valentine's Day, lads. Oh, yes. Really happy returns. Uh, Sean Dunn is wearing his St. Valentine's Day red hat. How are you, Sean? Been a little bit festive. All good, Connor. And uh, we've got Magoo, who's coming to us live from the showgrounds. Magoo, how are you? All good. All good. Good to be back. Okay, so um, for the podcast today, we're going to um, have a chat about the current state of the squad, uh, the players that have come in. Then we'll have a look at maybe some of the uh, younger players who've come up through the ranks uh, to see who might be able to break through in the season ahead. And we'll finish things off by um, looking ahead to the game on Saturday night uh, in the showgrounds against Bohemians. So, uh, by my count, uh, and if I go by the club website, there's uh, 21 players there, and they don't have they don't have um, Hamilton, our new striker, there. So that would make 22. And we have Joshua Bowie. Is that is that how we pronounce him? Who is unsigned, but we've seen him play. And um, like, what are I mean? We're expecting Jerry, this guy, to to sign, I guess. Yeah, um, I think we're just making the point there before we come on. Like, he's what played the last two and a half games, I think. Um, so I don't think he'd be in, in anybody's interest now for him not to sign uh, either the club or himself. Like, um, imagine it's a case of just uh, crossing the T's and dotting the I's at this stage. I hope so because I thought he I was. Pretty impressed with him on a on a heavy pitch there the last day. Um, you know, he was well in the game in terms of uh, assists and contributions. So I I think he's got a good bit about him. So I'd like to see him sign. Yeah, he's uh, and look, we have Hamilton as well, who um I suppose people have watched the YouTube clips. Um we haven't seen him in the flesh yet, but um Hamilton looks you know, like he looks like the sort of player that we need, but we definitely need somebody uh, like Joshua Bowie, who's going to provide that, who's that kind of creative player as well, who might, I guess he's going to play in a, in a wider position going by what we've seen already. This is uh, this is Joshua Bowie now that I'm speaking about. Um, he switched both wings, didn't he, throughout the last game as well? He was on the left and he was on the right, which okay, is probably, so, probably something we didn't do enough maybe last year, swapping it up between the wingers, you know? Yeah. Um, Magoo, what what are your thoughts on um, up top so far? I mean, have you have you got any more insight on uh, on Hamilton uh, bar YouTube? No, yeah, no. <laughs> apart from apart from YouTube, yes. But he's got a bit of pedigree, hasn't he? 
he does have a bit of pedigree, yeah. Look, like the MLS is a good standard, so anybody who's scoring 12, 13 goals in the MLS in 50 odd games is, I think it works out at nearly one every three, is, and he's only young, so um, that is a good pedigree. And the fact that we're signing him without him even being in the country says to me we must have got glowing reports from him, whoever scouted him and whoever we've talked to. And he's obviously one, like you can see, like the lads, but who he's on trial and uh, you know, other lads have come on trial, but like he's been signed and he's not even in the country. So I think that is says a lot about him and what what the management think of him. And like what for people who haven't seen um, the YouTube video, although I suppose most most people have, what he's an out and out striker, I guess, isn't he? Yeah, it's all poetry. Like Clive made a great point on our on the WhatsApp group that most of the the goals were one touch finishes, like, and he's it's left foot, right foot, head. Um, so he seems predominantly left footed, but he there was goals in there with a take with his right foot as well. So like that's like what as far as one touch finishing is a great sign. It's just instinct and clean strike with the ball and great good technique. Um, I suppose the fact he's left footed too would would be a good option with if you wanted to play the two up front with himself and Keane or whoever like they can uh, dovetail nicely one left footed one right footed so. Um, yeah, I think he's. I think hopefully he looks like he's going to be a good sign. Uh, he, um, what I noticed about him is he he very active, lots of movement, trying to find those little bits of space where he can pop up between centre halves or fullbacks to. But and he does a lot of his work in the six yard, in between the the width of the six yard area, I guess. But he he's he's lively, like, and he's he's looking for those little bits of space, which to me looks like a fella who's kind of like a natural striker. Fox in the box. Yeah. Um, the other person who we haven't mentioned, who I saw against Harps, um, who's come over from Scotland, is uh, Aidan Keane. And he, in the Harps game, he, he worked pretty hard. He, he, there wasn't a lot going on up top, I don't think. Um, he didn't have a lot of chances, but I was kind of happy with his work rate. He looked like he's, he's over here to, to prove a point and he's not here for, he's not here on his holidays. No, I didn't get to the Harps game. Uh, I missed that one. But um, I've what I've seen of Keane is what I've looked up and even looked into him, and even Falkirk's fans talking about him as well. Uh, it's all very positive. Uh, meant to be a technically very good player, um, workhorse, not afraid of putting in a shift. And I just the goals record obviously it's not outstanding by any means. But I'd look at the likes of Gary Twig before they, he even came into the league. He had a terrible goal return. It yeah. wasn't great at all, and he came across and tore the place apart. So, you know, the right surroundings and, you know, the right environment for him, he might just take off. He's still a very young player. Like, what is he, 22? Yeah, something like that. And, he, and he's, been, he's been around a good few clubs at this stage as well, but everywhere he seems to have been, he's got glowing reports. I think, I think that's the reason why, though, his goal return mightn't be as high as it could be is because he hasn't really settled anywhere. Uh, exactly, Jerry. Yeah. Um, couldn't agree more on that. Yeah, I think you need to be, you need to find a home, don't you? Some strikers, you know, and at a young age as well. I think, you know, coming in there at twenty-two now, having worked with Liam before at Pats, it's it's a good recipe there. It could actually work out perfectly for us. I think, you know, been himself being closer to home as well. He's he's only up the road. He's only Mullingar, isn't he? Yeah. And so just to kind of just to, kinda, just to uh, elaborate more on the point that you made about. Uh, the fans uh, of the clubs that he's played for, um, I haven't seen one negative comment about him. And I was looking at 
uh, Hartlepool as well. Um, you now he's only there for a short period of time too, but the fans were really disappointed that he was going. Likewise, Falkirk. So, um, and he got a few games at Hearts when he went over very, very young. But you know, um, it's very rare that a player would everybody speaks well of. So, and he seems to be one of them. Yeah, I think there's one or two goals as well that he scored where, you know, working in around the box but beating people in the box. Yeah. You know, it's it seems to be very calm, collected within in the box. He's not panicking, and that's all. That's all good traits to what we need as well. It's something we haven't had in, in the past. Haven't had for a long time. You, you're potentially looking at a at an excellent combination between Hamilton and Keane coming in, and where we had nothing a couple of weeks ago, we're slowly building strong competition. So yeah. he he looks like he's he's got a physical presence as well. I, I, he's got, I couldn't t- tell you if he was particularly tall, but he looked. He looks like he's in good nick, and obviously he's coming straight out of a full-time setup um, and coming out of a, a winter season. So he's he's in, you know, I, I would presume that he's he's in good nick. Um, we're kind of we're kind of working backwards from um, from the the top uh, top of the pitch into midfield, um, and we are anticipating a few more players to come in uh, in the next uh, couple of days. Fingers crossed. Uh, do we think that they're going to be? Is that where we need players in the middle of the park? Uh, Magoo, or Sean? <laughs> Magoo can jump in if he wants to. Um, in the middle of the park, I think we're we're probably well well enough set. But uh, we we have four in there now at the minute with Greg Davis, uh, Niall, and uh, Adam. So um, I think the middle of the park is well set. Uh, if Josh signs, I suppose you have you have just three or four kind of wingers or what would you call them now, wide forwards. Maybe they're not wingers anymore, but um, it'd be interesting to see where someone does come on. Maybe another winger. Like even if you had Josh with that, if you sign another one, that would give you four. Then like it's you're you have a lot then there like to try and fit in as well and keep happy and. Yeah, um, like, know, see, Lee, Liam Pence like to work with it, with it, with the smaller squad as well. So I wouldn't be, I couldn't see a whole pile more coming in. Yeah, so um, yeah, like so we have Will Fitzgerald and we have Carl O'Sullivan, who are both similar style players. Is that is that fair to say, Magoo? Yeah, both technically good. Both want to get to the byline and. Uh, Beat man gets the byline, put cross in the box. I think that's both of them have, you know, where Joshua's like probably looks like more tricky and will come inside and link up the, lad, the lads are more what you call orthodox wingers, I suppose, back in the day. So, um, maybe they had two of them might, might be competing for one side if Josh did sign, and maybe you might see another winger coming in, maybe. But, but I'd say that'd be about it. Like, I can't see too many more coming in after that. We're, we're, we're looking at nearly two players in every position now at the minute, yeah. Uh, in Walter, for the last couple of seasons, we had a right-sided winger who, I suppose, did a lot of work. Um, you could you couldn't question his his work ethic. Always got stuck in, but I suppose the final product, insofar as getting the ball, getting decent balls into the boxes, where he probably fell down, and that's what we might judge the likes of Fitzgerald and O'Sullivan on Jerry. Is that fair to say? Yeah. Um... Magoo says, look, they, they seem to try and beat, beat their man and get to the byline and pull it back. And if you've got decent centre forwards who 
we hope that you know I think Keena and um and Hampton look decent like Hampton's Hampton looks a big unit he's six foot uh, he's pretty 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 well built so I think if you get balls in there um they'll do the business um but just on, on Jordan as well um he kind of reminds me a bit of like Walter. I really, really liked great character. Give you everything. Sometimes the final ball let him down. Whereas I think with Jordan, uh, even on on Saturday's game, like he Joshua, Joshua, Joshua. Yeah, sorry, Joshua. Yeah. He, you know, he crossed the ball for the first goal. He got a penalty. He got the corner for the one of the goals. Like he. He was getting balls into the box exactly what a centre forward would do when he was cutting inside into the box and taking his man on. Whereas Walter sometimes, you know, he kind of tended to turn back. Whereas this guy seems a bit more direct and he seems a bit of an upgrade on on Walter. But that, was, I, that was that was in fit all the master Jerry. Apart from it, at the start of the season with Gibson, when he was out in the wing, he Gibson was very direct out in the wing, be the man into the box or cut in and have a shot or whatever like that. But then when he went into the centre. We seem to be more. We had the freeze there who want to come inside. Jordan was there, Walter as well. And it was more, I think this year you can see it's been more direct and more. Yeah. It uh, took, it took the wit out of her play as well, Magoo, last year. That. Yeah, very much so. Very much so. And you were. Made us very compact and very predictable. And relying on fullbacks. And then, yeah. we, then we had the problem with uh, the injury to McCourt and then Donnan being injured. And you had Horgan going left back. Who is obviously naturally right footed, so couldn't give us that width, yeah. and it, it did it did affect the whole. Like we didn't we didn't, you know, even when we were winning games, we weren't creating whole piles of chances, or getting around the back the whole uh, a lot of times. And I think I saw it against Harps, not so much the other night against Alone, but against Harps, when the two lads were playing, we seemed to be getting the ball forward a lot quicker. It was going through the phases much quicker, and they were trying to get in behind every time. Yeah, as you were saying, you know, you pointed out, Magoo, that they are um, natural players now, where you could see it in what I've seen with Fitzgerald, especially with, with Derry, is that he likes to he likes to get at the fullback, likes to exploit him, likes to get him on his own, that he can get by him and get into that space in behind, whereas yeah. he's not coming inside into them clustered areas and trying to be four and five men or whatever it may be. He wants to get him into that space and get the ball in the box. I haven't seen much of O'Sullivan, and I'm not going to pretend I have, I can't remember seeing him with Harps, but what I watched there the other the other day against that loan, his speed, he's lightning. But just on that as well, like probably our most uh, favourite ball out of the back uh, a lot of times last season was from the full back hitting a diagonal up into the right, well, usually the left-sided uh, uh, forward. Now, we didn't see us doing that in any of the games so far this season. It does seem to go through the thirds, but go through a lot quicker um, and creating that width as well. Rather than when that diagonal ball went to the left side of forward or possibly right side, he cut in every cut inside every time, and it did become a little bit predictable after a while. Whereas I think we do seem a bit more direct, but we're a little bit more unpredictable at the same time. I think a huge part of that as well, that quickness in the middle of the park, I think will come from Shami Kyo. Yeah, I think he's turning on the ball and he's driving at back fours as well. He, his decision making is excellent. I tell you what, we, we, we'll get on to, we'll talk about Shamey and some of the younger up-and-coming lads uh, shortly. Um, but before we do, um, we're just on a point that you were saying, Jerry. Um, do you think it's fair to say that last season, the ball spent a bit too much time uh, at the feet of our midfielders? And uh, that was 
you know, I don't know whose fault that was, whether it was um, space wasn't being found or opportunities weren't being created up front. But do you think that, um, you know, there's a, a deliberate tactic now to move the ball quicker? So yeah, it, isn't, it isn't caught up as, uh, or it doesn't spend as much time in the, in the middle of the park. Yeah, well, I think it goes back to probably the lack of width last year and people cutting inside. So when the ball went out to the wing, the winger was, well, what we call a winger or forward, whatever you call them, I don't know. But he kept cutting inside. So he was coming back into where the ball had come from. And it just kind of was getting clustered. With no width, there wasn't enough probably movement. Um, and I just think from looking at the, the few games so far, we have a lot more width, a lot more of a pattern of play. Um, and it's kind of on the front foot, which is refreshing to see. Uh, so from for from a defensive uh, point of view, we have obviously the most recent uh, signing in defence is Nando Pinecker. I'm going with, and we've Paddy Kirk is the other uh, person who's come in there. Uh, I saw a little bit of uh, Nando against that loan. Um, he's big unit. He looks the part. But can we expect Magoo, either of Kirk and uh, Pinecker, to be starters? Do you think in the in the back four? Paddy Hernando will be well. It's hard to tell. For do I think this weekend? Probably not. No, I think I think Paddy. I think Robbie has obviously the the left back spot sewn up for himself at the minute. But having said that, like Paddy Kirk is a good player. We all saw him last year with with Longford, and we all commented. I think on the pod here and amongst ourselves in the group as well when we played Longford, that he he really did stand out for them. He was he was a good player. So I think he will push McCourt. Um, which is, can only be a good thing, like. Um, and Nando, yeah, look, Nando's a big the other day. He, um, look, I know he's only at loan, but he didn't look like he was a lad just making his debut. Like he, he seemed really like he was. And the talk, what I noticed was the talking out of him. He was constantly talking to lads and telling them what to do. For a fellow who's just walked in through the dressing room door, like it's it's great confidence, obviously, in himself and his own ability and stuff like that. So, um, you know, I'd say he definitely push. I'd say obviously Gary's. Will will be your main centre back, and and he'd probably be looking to push uh, Blaney then, like who, who Blaney has has, has proved himself as well this year. So that like he, he, Blaney's a good player, he's a great player, but um, is he is the chance? I'd say he'd get the chance on Saturday evening. Uh, Blaney probably will, and it'd be up to him then to hold on to it. But I uh, think Nando will definitely push him. Uh, Nando has recently been involved in the. New Zealand uh, international setup, and I've seen people talking about. Um, have they got a qualifying tournament coming up, uh, or have they got qualifiers coming up over the uh, the coming around March? In March, yeah. So, so I believe it, if he's picked, he he um, not ideal for Sligo Rovers. He could be travelling to all parts of the world, well, southern hemisphere. You could have a. Dante Leverock situation again, which leaves you a bit exposed, especially, you know, if Blaney was to pick up an injury or anything like that, you're in trouble. Just on the uh, the internationals, do you know, Magoo, is, is, they have a, have they got a batch of, of games kind of put together? Is it three think, or four I think, games? I think, well, as Keith put it up, there was three games or something. I yeah. think there's three games, but then I was reckoning that you're going to have, uh, I would imagine, a friendly leading up to a tournament like that, probably, when you get them together. Or at least she'll have them together at least a week before it. Don't mm. be making stuff up. 
<laughs> you know, you're not just going to arrive the day before the tournament, so you're going to be gone a week before. So we, re- I reckon, in three or four games. Where are you getting these friendlies from, though? Magoo's putting himself forward for the, yeah, the manager of New Zealand. It's, it's, it's a qualifying, it's a qualifying tournament for the World Cup. They have little mini tournaments or something over there. So hopefully he doesn't get selected. <laughs> yeah, he shy. <laughs> <laughs> he learned more. He learned more off playing beside Gary Buckley than he would Winston Reid. Anyway, absolutely. Yeah. Winston Reid does he even have a club at the moment? Um. The other thing we have to mention as well, for those of you who've been in the showgrounds over the last two weeks for the two friendlies, is the state of the playing surface at the moment. Mm. Uh, it's a it's a real, it's a massive worry, really. Um, and Especially maybe, for the style of football. Well, this is it. Like, and I, I can't, uh, I can't imagine how uh, annoyed Liam Buckley, the coach and staff, are with. With the, with the surface at the moment because I haven't seen it that bad and I don't know how long uh, it's like everybody who was up there saw players turning on the spot and you know they were bringing up huge clumps of, of turf just with simple turns like you know I think uh, even seeing Adam McDonald go down in the first half down at um, at the Nazareth end he was turning and he went over on his ankle on the pitch yeah it was just given away so easily yeah. and um just in certain parts I, of it. I was watching. Um, I was watching Sheffield Wednesday at Hillsborough, uh, the next morning, um, and the pitch was absolutely atrocious. But there was hardly any grass on it. But the big difference between that and the showgrounds pitch was that it was solid. Like it wasn't given away in terms of, you know, when the players were turning, like the the, the ground was going from underneath their fo- feet in the showgrounds. Yeah, I think that's Sean. Why Adam probably yeah. went down. Like there's yeah. one thing not having grass on the pitch, but it's another thing when there's no grass and it's as soft as yeah. SH1P. Like the, the the there was a ball played in the Harps game up in the um, the corner up at the Nazareth end, um, at the the Jinx Avenue end or the Jinx Avenue side. Somebody just played like a, a ten yard ball, uh, and it, the ball moved about ten feet, and then all of a sudden it was six feet in the air. Like it just yeah. out of nowhere, it hit a lump of turf and it just Love took you. off. So and he hit him in the face. Yeah, it was just just incredible. Yeah. So look at I don't maybe we don't want to make a bigger thing out of it than needs be. Maybe it'll settle down over the coming weeks. Um, but at the moment it's it's definitely a worry. And um well, the one thing I'd say about that, Connor, is look, um look, our lads have played two games on it now. It's not gonna suit anything, but at least we know what we're facing into it. You know, um like those are gonna come up here on Saturday night, they're gonna get an office shop. At least we know what's ahead of us. And look, I know we want to play decent football, but you have to play to the conditions and you have to play to the pitch. And I think you can turn a negative into a positive there. Uh, look, it's going to be a battle. It's going to be a shit show. Um, but we have to be mentally, we should be mentally prepared for it, whereas I don't think Bowes will. So just, yeah. you know. And Bowes will try and Bowes will, Bowes, as is everything's want these days, but they've, they've been doing it in training for the last six, eight weeks, whatever like that, both will be trying to play out from the back. Yeah. They won't come down and look at the pitch and go, oh, we're going to change our game plan. Lads. The, yeah. they'll, they'll, they'll start off trying to play out from the back. That's where we should be pouncing the first 20 minutes. Absolutely. Really, aggra- really aggressive, really high pressure press and try and force them to a mistake or two when you yeah. never know. Get a goal up in, or two up in the first 15 or 20 minutes and kick everything after that into Tracy Avenue. Yeah. And especially... 100% right though. They're coming again with a, with a new enough back line. Their two centre halves from last year are gone. Oh, 
So, <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it is actually disappointing. Like, Rob Cornwall, <laughs> I don't get to laugh at him again this year. It's, it's upsetting, but there you go. But so that's going to that's going to play a factor into it as well when they're playing out from the back because that chemistry won't be just built up that strong yet. Whereas we're the opposite end of that. But you're right, you're bang on there, Miguel, right? They've been training since Christmas, right? You know, probably more often than not on Astros, pinging the ball around out from the back. You know, you couldn't get anything further away from Astro than no. what's there. So they're, they're going to come. They're not going to be prepared. They're going to be playing tip-top football out from the back. Look, it doesn't matter. It's the first game of the season. It doesn't matter what style of play. You, nobody's going to remember that. It's going to be the result. If we oh, go win the game 3-0, right? Everybody's going to remember, geez, that was a brilliant goal. That was a great result, blah, 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 blah. When the pitches get a bit better, well, then, you know, we can't play football. And you have to put set your... Set your uh, your, your, you have to set your your as a side. Yeah. Go win the game. Use yeah. to your advantage. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Look, we'll talk a little bit more about the the both game um, shortly. Uh, but before we do, we'll have a chat about um, who we think uh, of the younger players who've been in the squad for, or who've been uh, in the underage setup over the last number of years, who've maybe broken into the squad uh, in recent seasons. Who is going to make the break? Uh, through to the senior team, or who's going to um, who's going to kind of set their name, uh, put their name forward to be uh, uh, in the first eleven? So, just I suppose, generally speaking, who, Sean, who do you who do you expect to see of those type that type of player? Who do you expect to see more of? Um, are we including Shamey Kyo on this? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Right, well, definitely, I think Shamey's going to be the breakthrough star this year for us. I think he's going to be huge. Um, he's got all the talent there. He's getting better and better and better. You can see he's that desire to get back across the water. He he's looking for that move. That's only a positive for us. Um, he's he's really impressed me. He impressed me in the last few games he played towards the end of last season. Um, so I think he's just going to push on from there. Killian Heaney blew me away against that loan. He was superb. His pressing was phenomenal. His work rate. And then his, his two finishes were decent. He was unlucky with the penalty, but there you go. Um, he looks really good. I'm a big fan of Caelan Barlow. Big, big fan of Caelan Barlow. But watching him since he, was young, since he was a younger player, and it's just something about him. I, I think he's brilliant. And he actually, I thought he'd done well when he came on against that loan as well. He didn't shy away from it. He'd done decent. Uh, I, th I think come... there's another good craft coming through there. Maguire at centre half, if he gets a chance. When did, uh, at what stage did uh, Barlow come on against that loan? Uh, he came on for Shamey. So Shamey was gone after 15 minutes, I think. Yeah, I think about half an hour, yeah. Yeah. Right, okay. Um, I'd, I'd left before he came on. So, yeah. Um, and I have to say, uh, Maguire came on against Harps and he's he's got the physique for it. He looks the part. Um and he looked to me like someone who could definitely do a job in there if needs be. Um, I suppose it's about, as you said, Sean, it's about giving these lads opportunities and where those kind of windows uh, crop up in the season. Jerry, who, who to you, who stands out for you, or what will you, who will you be hoping to see come through? Yeah, well, I think you you might have just put the kiss of death on uh, young Maguire there, saying that he uh, has he looks like a footballer and he has the physique and all that, like. Last player I, I remember um, described as that was uh, Caelan Spillane. Remember him? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He was yeah. the best-looking footballer. Such a <laughs> physique. Oh, he was beautiful. You couldn't pick 
snorkel up. Yeah, well, look at uh, ah. yeah. he was replacing Jason McGuinness. Oh, Jesus, he <laughs> <laughs> ah. wouldn't replace a pint again. It's never mind, Jason. <laughs> but um, I know I'd say, look, I was really, really impressed with uh, young Haney the last day. Jesus, um, he reminded me of Johnny, um, and that's you know, a great compliment. Um, and I was talking to one of the coaches there uh, after the game, and he was saying, look, that uh, Heaney was the main man in the striking position up into the under-16s, then he moved out wide and came back. He actually, we, we had a function down, we, we had to organise a function down in the Clarion there a few years ago, and he won player of the year for the under-16s at the time. That's He was an under-16 international, and he was playing up front. I don't know, well, for whatever reason, he seemed to move out wide or whatever, but I think he looks like a natural uh, modern-day centre-forward, like, you know, covers the ground and really good at getting in behind. And, Jesus, he he can finish. Um, and he was, as Sean said, he was very lucky not to get a hat-trick. But, yeah, he'd be, I definitely think he's going to be one to watch. Uh, Magoo, but you have to give these lads a chance too, you see. Yeah. Just come back there, yeah. Uh, just on that, are we going to have a, a League Cup competition this year? Yeah, I think it's on, yeah. Yeah, so that'll be hugely important. Yeah, for for this type of player as well. Magoo, what about yourself? Who do you who are you looking out for? Um, yeah, look, like Sean, um, uh, Shamey obviously is the obvious one. I think Shamey would be the next one to go. Maybe, um, but I suppose you can nearly take. I think I think Shamey's a class footballer. Like I said it last year a few times as well. Um, I think he has his great technical ability and a great brain. Like you can see the little positions he takes up and. The wee balls he can play around the corners and and in between centre halves he sees a pass like he can see. Uh, so I I think Shamey will definitely be one. But I, if you take him out of the equation, seeing as he was kind of in the setup last year, um, I think probably like it'll be hard for Barlow. I think I love I like Sean. I love Barlow too. I think he's and and Barlow has that cockiness about him too. Like he's he. He has that thing where he knows he's a good player. Like it, he, it won't phase him. Like it wouldn't phase him coming on. He's, the other day, like he came on. I know it's only at long, but he didn't look out of place at all. But I think if he got on the league game, I don't think it'd bother him. He's, he's, he'd feel like he belongs. So I think Barlow would. He he cope with it well enough. But like Jerry says, it's, get, it's getting him the chance would be the thing. I think you're more likely to see probably Killian getting opportunities than than Barlow. Uh, just because his positions to play. Yeah. Um, where, where does uh, Kalen? Where what sort of position is he going to be playing? Do you think? But like he he's predominantly really a number ten, I suppose. So. You and know, is that the same? Is that the same for um, for Shami Kyo? Yeah. Yeah, but see, that's that's where the in in will lie the problem. Like you have two, you have two, we have two strikers there now at the minute when Hamilton comes in, and then you have Shami looking to play the number ten. So realistically, you'd have if you're looking around at the bench or the starting level, you probably have three fellas in front of Barlow at the minute, either in the starting or coming from the bench if you're making a change. So you know, he, he might find it'd be limited time, and then if he does get on, it'll probably be limited minutes on the, uh, in a game as well. So, but look, that's not you know, he could he could do a Johnny Kenny on it, and then you can't leave him out. So you know, they all have the they all they all have the ability. Like they're all well capable. It's just a timing and that bit of luck and uh, that circumstance, and you never know what can happen. Yeah, I think a big thing comes into it as well. A big thing coming in there, Magoo, is you know, Liam's willing to give them the chance. He's yeah. he's not shy about playing a young lad. You know, if he goes by that old saying, you know, if, if you're good enough, you're old enough. 
Yeah. So I, I think you need a, a slice of luck as well, like what you were saying there, lads. Um, and it's about it's about a slice of luck and it's about timing. And if you look back to last season when was Johnny got two against that loan, and uh, young young Haney got two against that loan. So you know it's about get, getting that slice of luck, being in the right place, the right time. And sometimes you might look back, and you've often seen other players or even better players just not getting that bit of luck or timing. And even even at the weekend, Jerry, that was a bit of luck because uh, Keenan was injured. Yeah, yeah. So and then uh, Shamey went off injured, and Shamey had just come on. So for Barrow to come on, I think Barrow was last up. Like otherwise, Killian probably wouldn't have he probably wouldn't have got the full game. Like he yeah. mightn't have even he mightn't have even started. Like so, who knows? But you know, he got that bit of luck and he scored twice and and had other opportunities. And that and that that was put him into the manager's thoughts. It's funny, actually, Jerry, when you mentioned that about Johnny, because, you know, with it being the outlaw game as well, it was the last game before yeah. the season kicked off that Johnny really, you know, that everyone really got the real buzz about, you know, Johnny Kenny coming through. So, yeah, it's a good, it's, that's actually a really good point, because same thing could happen for Heaney. And it, it gives him that confidence going into the new season anyway. He'll be he'll be looking to get going. He'll be he'll want minutes. He'll be yeah. banging on Buckley's door. Why am I getting a game if he's not getting it soon enough? Yeah, yeah. Aaron Collins is also in there as well. Uh, I know he's been there for a couple of seasons, um, but um, I suppose he's also should also be included as uh, one of our younger players who's come through the has come through the um, the ranks. But I suppose it's been difficult for Darren, um, and it, well, he was he's been faced with the challenges that we're just talking about now. I suppose for um, all these other players, um, if you're you spend a big money on <clears throat> signings that are going to come in from outside the league or from elsewhere, uh, the manager's natural. Uh, his natural uh, intuition, I suppose, is to play those guys who are on the big bucks because that's what they're being paid for, you know. Another one flying under the radar about... is Mark Byrne. Yeah. Mark Byrne, we, yeah. We haven't seen a lot of Mark in preseason. Oh. He had an injury. He's He had an injury, so he's just back in training. But um, just as you were talking about luck, with Darren last year, uh, in preseason, he got injured. So he never got them opportunities that were. Going last, yeah, or even and this, you know, he was injured for a lot of last season. So, them opportunities, you know, when Johnny was getting his opportunities, been thrown in the mix, and like what happened with Killian at the weekend, where you might give him, he might Johnny might have got less time if Darren had to be there, looking to get on as well. You know, even though it's only a friendly name, probably want to give the ball a run, but he's just he's just been unlucky. Yeah, that's yeah, that's the way it goes. Yeah. Uh, just before we move on as well, <clears throat> obviously we have um, we've looked at McNicholas who is on loan in uh, in the Irish League with Cliftonville. Um, Connor Walsh, who's made another uh, had another international call up. Um, so, and obviously Ed is going to be the number one along with Richard Bush, just not to forget about him. But we have three uh, three young talented goalkeepers there. Ed McGinty's going to start, but what does it mean for Connor Walsh and what does it mean for Luke McNicholas? I don't know who wants to who wants um, to take that one, Jerry. Yeah, look, we've three keepers on the books, which is great and all, and then four being um, McNicholas away at Cliftonville. But at the same time, too, I would be worried if if Ed wasn't like you know you could do without him for a game or two, but you wouldn't like seeing been out of the game for any staying period of time. Uh, look, Brush has, you know, been 
around the league a long time and keepers can go on that bit longer. But at the same time too, I'm sure he will, you know, maybe, you know, he maybe he might have been himself, you know, a few games here and there, but like over a sustained period of time with Connor, like what, he's only turned 17. Um, it's a lot of pressure to throw on a kid of that age. And look, we're not going to be scratching around down the bottom. We're going to be pushing for, you know, top three minimum. So it's it's a it's a big ask until the summer and see what happens then with, with Luke. But do, I mean, there, there's a fair bit of noise being made about Connor Walsh at this stage. Um, he, do you think we're going to see him in cup competitions? Don't know. I don't know. Um, as I say, he's only turned something. Um, it's a. You might see. You've got to be very careful about what you're going to do with somebody around that age as well. Yeah. You don't want to kill his confidence either, like you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know what the rest of you think. I think you're reluctant at the moment. I, I guess if if you were to take things as they are at the moment, if we had a cup cup game tomorrow on that surface, you know, you wouldn't probably know how a young fella going in there. No, where it wouldn't be fair. Yeah, like the pitch could literally open open up and eat him, like you know. <laughs> yeah. I I think Connor is he's that good of a player and has that much potential that I don't even think a first team appearance is necessary at this stage to build interest in him. I think there's enough interest, genuine interest in him already. I think the, you know, he's playing above his, le- above his age level at, at internationals. Um, you know, he's an, ex- he's an exceptional talent. Yeah. I don't think you need to put him into the first team. It's, it's of course, it's, it's going to be beneficial in terms of experience for him. But I think even if he never played for us this season, his his value wouldn't decrease or anything like that. It'll stay the same. He's yeah. he's he, another he's I think he's another generational talent. Yeah, he's he's doing three things, and there's no need to to rush him or put pressure on him. I think. Yeah. But he will. I say he's played above his level already. You know. Uh, yeah. There will be yeah. times this season. I said there will be times this season he'll be on the bench. Yeah. So even that will raise his profile. Well, like if yeah. you're if we if we were playing a match that happened to be on telly and he was on the bench, you know the camera would be cutting to him, seventeen year old. Connor Walsh on the bench, stuff like that. Like I say, you would have seen him get a run there at the weekend only for his way in international duty. Like, so um, he'll definitely be, he's definitely in around the squad on a consistent, assistant basis. Like, yeah, so. and all that, all that Magoo is good, good for him in, in itself. Like, you know, and it'd be nice to see him get out and play a game for us as well. But I, I just don't think there's, but you have to protect him too. Like, yeah, there's no, there's no major panic on it. You know, you're not trying to force through a sale there, you know, get him. Get the exposure on him and get the interest there. There's enough interest already. He's not playing with champs. That's that's you never seen bit, that. bit. Uh, <laughs> It's not Shamrock Rovers. Right, tipping uh, the boat. So okay, let's push things on. What's going to happen on? Um, we'll, 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 I'll ask you what's going to happen Saturday night, and then I'll get um, your predictions for the season ahead, and um, we'll uh, we'll write them down this time, and we'll uh, throw them back in your face at the end of the season. So. Um, Jerry, what are your thoughts on uh, how things are going to play out uh, uh, in our opening game of the season in the showgrounds against Bohemians? Just to say, season tickets are still available and can be purchased from the club or online. Um, what, well, I suppose we kind of touched on it there a wee bit earlier on. Um, the pitch is going to have a huge, it's going to make a huge, uh, a huge impact on the game. Uh, even the weather could, you know, if you have a wet, windy night, it's going to even add to the difficult pitch and the conditions uh, are going to be just going to be that bit harder so I think we need to use that to our advantage um, as I said bowls aren't going to like Miguel was saying they're going to be trying to play out from the back we know what they're going to do let's just press high get in their faces 
get a result. Don't worry about the performance. The performances will come uh, as the pitches get better and the football will get better. And that's normal anyways. Even, you know, it takes time to settle into patterns of play and, and, and systems and all that. But I just think that let's make it difficult for both. Get in their faces, maybe get an early goal and see where that takes us. But I'd be confident of getting a win because we know what we're facing into, whereas they don't. Um, Jerry and uh, Sean, do you think that uh, do you are, are Bohemians in kind of a similar situation to us insofar as they lost some big names, um, some of their kind of stalwarts over um, over the summer or over the winter, sorry, and um, you know in that regard are they, in a, are they kind of coming into the league in a similar place as as we are? A couple of question marks over maybe new players coming in the gate. I think they're coming in in a worse position. The majority of our squad is signed back. Um, the new we have, we're not having a major overhaul they are like we lost Johnny Kenny and John Mahon huge players for us there's no two ways about that they were brilliant last season but from what I can see in Pinacker, I think we have a good replacement for John, for John there um, yet to see obviously up top we'll see about that with Johnny I'm not too worried about what we lost in terms of Romeo and Walter I think they are very replaceable players and I think Liam has done that. Even if Joshua signs, I think he's, as Jerry already alluded earlier on, he's, I think, streets above what Walter was. Um, sorry, I'm going off, off point there a little bit. But um, in terms of what Bowes have brought in as well, it doesn't worry me. Flores is a very good player, but you cannot underestimate the, the loss Keith Buckley is to that side, both on the pitch and off the pitch. He is massive. He was huge for that club. He was huge. Even Cornwall, we laugh about him and all that, but he was a big factor in that side. Yeah. You know, and then they've lost Tierney as well. Like, that's another massive loss. And then they've lost their goals in Georgie Kelly. Like, Bows are in a bad spot. And I think the recruitment has been terrible. I think it's panicked. I think even the Twardek one, you know, he's coming back again for a reason. He hasn't made it over in Poland. It didn't work out for him at all. Yeah, but the Bows fans would be delighted to see him coming back. Oh, well, I suppose it was like us delighted was to see Romeo coming back. Yeah. Fell flat in its arse, though. You know, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think it's, personally, I don't think it's a great sign. And it's a different Bose team he's coming into as well. He flourished in a, in a different style of Bose side. Um, they haven't replaced Tierney. They haven't replaced Kelly. Like, signing Junior, like, that was a terrible signing. That's a terrible, terrible signing. He'll get you the, the odd couple of goals. But, like, we all got excited about him. We got yeah, nothing from it. Dundalk signed them. They got nothing from it. Derry took them on loan. They got nothing from it. It's uh, from what I see from Bose. It's I think they need to be worried because I don't think they're at this stage. They're not in the in the conversation for the top three or top four, shall we say? Right. Okay. Um, I didn't answer your question about are we going to win though, did I? Yeah. So what do you think is going to happen on, uh, on Saturday night? Yeah, I, I, I do. It, look, it won't be flamboyant win or anything like that. But I do think, as Jerry says, I think we've enough with our little bit of experience on the surface so far this season. I think we, I think we'll scrape it. I think it'll be a tight enough game, but I think we'll get it through. I think one, one nil probably. Yeah, on Saturday, so this is Monday that we're recording this podcast. Um, on 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 Monday evening, the weather forecast for Saturday has about ten mil of rain falling before uh, the game kicks off. It's going to be. An, well, if all that things, lot, yeah. that's yeah, that's a, that's an awful lot. Uh, I that would worry me that the pitch wouldn't even be playable. 
Yeah. Well, I, I think it. I think it, I think it take it'll take an, it takes an awful lot of water, an yeah. awful lot of water for for a game to be called off on, in the showgrounds. There's more chance of a game being called off in say July or August than there is nearly in February or March because in the summertime you get those flash floods and the water oh, yeah. can't just drain quick enough. But it's like a big sponge, and that's why when the players were turning and the ground was giving way, it, it's just so soft. So I think it'll it's like a sponge and it'll take and take all that that kind of steady rain. Um but it's not gonna be it's not gonna make for a pretty game uh, at all. But I think we'll get through it, you know. Yeah. Um it's funny now my my outlook on this game is completely turned around and I'm I'm delighted to see the pitch in the condition that it's in now. It's really gonna stand <laughs> to us. <laughs> uh we'll be hoof and everything. Uh, yeah. Gavin Dyke style. Well, and uh, Gavin Dykes has gone in. And, I know he was in the showgrounds uh, in the assistant manager's jacket uh, for Harps uh, the week before last, but uh, he's he's taken up that role on a. Well, he's been officially named, I suppose, as as assistant manager um, at Harps. So um, good appointment for Harps. Yeah. Uh, so who who would he he replaced there? It was was uh, Hegarty. Hegarty there last season. Yeah. 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 So we're we're replacing one screaming lunatic for another. <laughs> Yeah, but they operate at different decibels, though. Yeah. You know. Um, <laughs> so um, who? So I'm not asking Magoo uh, about or getting his his thoughts on the game on Saturday because um, he's been pulled away. Uh, but uh, so how do we think? Um, let's say what what do we think your top four is, Jerry? And um, it's hard to look beyond Shams, isn't it? Yeah, that's a given, I suppose. Uh, look, they've got a, an absolutely humongous squad. They've got two teams. Their second um, team will probably win the league as well. Yeah, teams. yeah. And I was just saying, one is as good as the other. But look, you know, who who let them off? We'll see. Um, I go probably probably us second. Um, I would go Pat's third and maybe Derry fourth. Okay, but, I think uh, like the most interesting team, apart from apart from. Rovers, I think every, everyone's going to be watching to see what happens in the Brandywell to see, you know, can they can they play football with the with the um, you know, there's so much focus on them, there's so much money being spent, there's so much, there's a huge amount of pressure on them, massive amount of pressure. Signed um, very top heavy as well, though, didn't it? You mean for position wise? Mm. Would you have question marks about? Back slightly, I've got players calling that are very good players, don't get me wrong, but I don't know, just saying very top heavy. I think they went for the flashy, flamboyant signings where they could have made a couple of more shrewd signings in the center of the park, added a bit more stability and stuff. Yeah, so, so who, what's your one to four, Sean? Um, Sean, those, those that shall not be named first. Ah. Um, I, I I don't know if I could disagree with Jerry and say us second. I think people panicked about our transfer business. Um, yeah. Maybe one of them, I was disappointed. You know, I, th- I think you just get caught up in all that hullabaloo. It's actually, yeah. when you sit back, even when you says it, Connor, about 22 players, you're like, Jesus, yeah. You know, we're actually not in a bad place at all. Um, but you said it yourself, Sean, just a, minute, a couple of minutes ago, that we resigned most of our squad. Yeah, we only let go of the ones that we actually wanted to let go, and that, that was only about, about five. Is, um, yeah, that's it, Jerry. And then we signed the early, so there was a big gap. 
but we've waited for the players that we wanted to. And in fairness to Buckley, right? And we said it ourselves 15 times last season. You have to have patience. Like, he's a very patient man and he doesn't rush anything and he does take his time. And I know that can be frustrating at times. And we did get frustrated in the middle of the season there when we weren't, uh, when we weren't winning games and things like that. But he'll always stay calm. And at the end of the day, look, he's proved it. He's proved it more than any manager in the league. So you have to give him credit. And again, we've continually upped our position under him. Yeah. Every season we've moved higher. So this is. And that's not to say that we won't be be going bananas at some stage again next season. (laughs) Well, guaranteed. (laughs) You know what I mean? That's, that's, yeah. Guaranteed. That's that's an absolute cert. But even regards, like, you know, already our, our transfer business is looking a hell of a lot better because. You know, I know you get this nonsense of, uh, oh, did you see him on YouTube and all that? I'm sorry, but the level these lads that we're signing yeah. have played at, you can't fake it. Even if it's on YouTube, you can't fake it. That's They're doing this at a high level. Yeah. You know, it's not like the likes of when we signed Pascal Million and he was beating a load of 12-year-olds on a pitch and putting <laughs> the top corner, you know? <laughs> you know, it's not like that. They, like you're talking about a centre half who's playing with Rui, Rui Ava in Portugal. That's no joke. And yeah. a lad who's playing with Toronto FC who was playing next to Giovinco. Yeah. You know, like he's my just, favorite MLS player ever. Yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, I love him. He's so good. Like. Yeah, but that, 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 this is what we're talking about here. You know, even even Pineacker, as I was saying, like with Rui Ava, but he's also a full New Zealand international, and not just one cap a couple of years ago. He's a genuine, full New Zealand international in contention to go to the World Cup in November. We're dealing with a different quality here. Even Joshua Boy, like, he was highly rated, apparently, at Man United. That's going to be a lad who's probably got the bit between his teeth. He's looking for a way back to, the, to as high as he possibly can. So there's another potentially excellent signing. So I don't know. I, and Keena as well is another one I think that could take off for us. So, yeah, I, I'm talking myself. We're winning the league. <laughs> right, that's a wrap. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah well, look, it's, I, look, it's funny. Like, it is funny how, um, and we will wrap things up now in a minute, but it is it, like it, two weeks ago, I would have told you that the situation that we're in regarding the signings, like, we're in an absolute mess. Uh, we have the hope. Uh, and you're right. We signed we signed early, um, but on reflection, yeah, we're probably not in a bad place at all. And um, you know, the fact that the pitch has probably been such a been commented on so much recently as well is probably testament to the to the quality of the players that we've come in, and we want to make sure that we've got the the best environment that that they that they can you know that they can um, play their best football really, like you know. So yeah, look at. Um, I think as well, Connor. Like um, we could catch, we could catch a lot of people out this season, um, because I don't think anybody's really taken us that seriously. Like, yeah, if you if you listen to any of the previews, yeah, I'd say we get a cursory mention because yeah. somebody looks down the sheet of paper and says, "Oh, we haven't mentioned Saga Rovers yet." You know, th- that's the only reason we're ever mentioned in any of the previews. Nobody has anything to say about us, really. Yeah, like if you look at the players, like so, and I know I've said it a couple of times now, but we've resigned the bulk of the squad that we. We had the last two, three seasons, okay? So we're pretty solid there. We may have unearthed a few absolute diamonds. Um, and that was always going to have to, that was always going to be the case because you're not going to get these fellas with big white teeth come, to, to come down from Dublin, like, do you know what I mean? Then fake tans. <laughs> like, them boys will, 
going around with their Louis Vuitton bags and all this shite. Like, like we've signed real players. We've signed probably real men. So we could catch a lot of lads out. You know, a lot of teams out. I'm telling you. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree with that. And you know, I heard a co- heard a couple of people complaining about you know you have to give them the money to come down here. The last thing I want every footballer that plays football obviously is playing to earn a living to earn money. But if you have to persuade someone to come down here by offering them extra cash, they don't really want to be here. So they don't really put in what you need out of them. There's no point in having them. We don't need mercenaries. You want people to buy into everything that's going on. They're going to be looking to go back to Dublin just for dental appointments and stuff like that anyways. (laughs) Let them off up there. But also just on that as well is something that I think we have to commend Liam Buckley for is the responsibility he takes with the finances of the club. Where he just doesn't throw yeah. money at players yeah. willy-nilly. And it's so important to us. You know, we can't afford to have these players just sitting in the stands, earning huge money and no interest in playing for the club, faking injuries, whatever it may be. You know, so you have to give him an awful lot of credit there on that as well. Yeah. yeah. It's well, easy. And it'd be easier as well just to sign players to keep people happy. You yeah. know, a lot of negativity over the last few. So we didn't say this. But look, it's come together. Um so yeah, let's and apparently still more to come. Yeah, yeah, sure. Look, we have loads of money. If you're anybody who's at the AGM, you can see we're fucking heaps of money. Money <laughs> is an issue. <laughs> uh, okay, the other thing that I, we haven't mentioned, and uh, we will um, talk about it a little bit more in forthcoming, not a little bit more, but we'll talk about it significantly in forthcoming podcasts, is um, the uh, the the senior women's team uh, under uh, Steve Feeney. Um, a massive part of the club now and um, it'd be great to get Steve on I'm sure um, I'm sure he will get speaking to him just about that project and uh, the significance of it and what it means for the club and just everything that goes along with it uh, and they have in recent weeks as well pulled in some players who have you know significant experience that goalkeeper whose name escapes at the moment um, but there's a couple of players there that have real experience and um you know, I for one anyway, I'm certainly looking forward to seeing how, how they get on and um, we wish them the best of luck. Fantastic, so, the buzz around it and the support they're actually receiving from, yeah. from all the Sligo Rovers fans. It's brilliant to see it, you know. Yeah. Could have easily just been swept under the carpet, which would have been awful, but it yeah. hasn't. It's been embraced and it's everyone's getting behind it. It's brilliant for, you know, and I suppose having a local lad like Steve who's well-respected in the football and community in Sligo, you know, looking after them is... It's a huge, it's a huge bonus to them, and the likes of Emma Hansbury and that being involved, it's yeah. you know, there's there's a huge pull for it. I think it's going to be a huge success. Yeah, and look at I, I'd say it'll be it'll be um, like I think you know we need to be careful about um, it's going to be it's going to be tough. Like I think I think it is going to be tough over the, the initial couple of seasons, and people need to hang in there. But I think ultimately what it will bring to Sligo Rovers as as a football club, you know, you, you won't be able to, you know, it just, you won't be able to quantify it really once, once the ball gets rolling. And, um, you know, from attracting sponsorship and attracting more people to the stadium. And, you know, when we do get our 6,000 seater stadium in the coming years, you know, that we've got, um, we've got the whole community in there filling those seats. So I think that's, that's, and like, it's funny, like in, you know, in years past, you know, or in decades past, if you were to suggest such a thing, that we would have a women's team, uh, you know, it, it would just be seen as an absolute draw on like a financial negative and uh, on the, the men's senior team. And it just wouldn't, it would be a non-runner. And even the idea of under, I suppose like the catalyst is all the underage football that um, 
that the clubs the clubs across the country now have and the success that 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 brings like that's that's probably a catalyst for the likes of uh, the promotion of women's football around the country so it's it's great to see and just on that yeah i mean i know from like, being involved in merville how how rovers have reached out to the underage clubs and the underage girls and got them on board and brought them with them and like the buzz around the the women's team is is huge and like the value that that brings is you know you can't quantify it so yeah we wish them the very best of luck and um just to remind you yeah, that season tickets are still available and they can be purchased and th- like if you're going to the show games regularly there, there there's no reason why you shouldn't have a season ticket because the value that it that it offers uh, compared to going and spending your, your 15 quid each time you go in the gate um you know there's just there's there's no reason why you shouldn't have one okay <clears throat> so on that note jerry we'll talk to you again thank you cheers connor and sean we'll talk to you next week Thanks a million. That's a wrap.